Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock, here in Great Old Akron, Ohio, where it's about 75 degrees today, nice and cool. It's not as bad as it was earlier in the week where it's really hot. Um, so I thought that I would come out, you know, because it's been a minute since I put another episode out. And um, talk about a topic that is really fun in regards to language learning. But before I do, I'm going to say thank you to all the people that are subscribing, buying the courses, wanting to be tutored by me independently. Um, you know, thank you for all the people in Malta and Trinidad and Tobago and everywhere else that has continued to listen to me day in and day out. I'm only six states away, you guys. Six from having... L 50 states listen to me so you know I just want to say thank you to all the support from everybody here at home in the states and abroad you guys rock um also you know thanks to Spotify and thanks to Anchor because without you guys I wouldn't be able to put out 242 episodes and so you know I thought well why not um you know do an update um, a Chanel update on my own language learning because it's been a minute since I talked about it. And, you know, I have to say, um, I'm enjoying the summer. You know, I'm teaching people German and Italian and French right now. And um, I'm about to have another student this week. Woohoo! Who wants to learn Italian? And I'm really happy about it. And they love using the Michelle Thomas method, which is awesome. And Thanks to Sarah Cole and company, um, you know, at Hooter Stone, and you guys rock. Um, I love working um, with you guys um, and to help spread the word of language learning. And I loved interviewing all the people that I can interview so far from the company who's created a lot of the courses. And so thanks to you guys. Um, you know, it's, it's an amazing um, set of languages to, you know, have dived into personally and dive into professionally and, you know, to help people continue to learn languages, you know, one language at a time. Um, you know, and I have to say, you know, I know a couple of episodes back, I talked about learning languages through teaching them. And I would have to say, you know, when you're learning a language, you know, you really will either know the language or you won't know the language very well by teaching it to somebody else. And a lot of times when you're teaching a language to somebody, you know, you are passionate about, you know, the process of learning it in a fun and feel-free way that would be um, good for, you know, other people to, um, you know, learn from because you learned it. And a lot of times when you want to learn from a native speaker, sometimes they can be a great resource for um, learning the language from. And then sometimes learning from someone else who is learning the same language as you at the same time can be a little bit better because you guys know what you're going through um, within the same process of, you know, the, the, the trials and tribulations of remembering vocabulary or phrases or, you know, um, getting the grammar right or wrong. And those things 
are experienced only when you're dealing with someone that's actually learning the language at the same time like you are. Yes, you might have different ways of going about learning, whether you're a visual learner, a kinesthetic learner, where you learn by doing, or an auditory learner, where you learn by ear, um, or a combination of the three. Um, you will find that nine times out of ten, um, you know more about the language than the native speaker because the native speaker has had a lifetime to learn his or her native language through, you know, osmosis and through reading books and watching movies. And it just comes naturally to the, that native speaker, but to actually be able to speak the language and, um, you know, teach it to somebody else are two different things. And, Sometimes, you know, it can be a good thing that you learn from a native speaker. And sometimes it can be a very tricky experience for some people because it's, there are some people out there that just cannot teach their own language. And that there's nothing wrong with that. But on the flip side, if they're learning a target language and they become um, at a very high mastery, you know, level of that language then yeah, they, they wind up being better teachers than the native speakers sometimes of the actual target language for which they're studying. But that takes years, trust me, to get to that point, depending on which language it is that you're trying to learn. And, you know, I have to say in that instance, I'm kind of happy that I'm able to, you know, teach people other languages and and help them, you know, um, get off the starting block of their language learning journey, which is an amazing thing. It really is. And speaking of that, um, you know, I started using the laddering process where I took another language and I used, um, the same course to learn the other language that I was learning the target language. And a lot of it is, okay, similar vocabulary, that um, I might use in regards to um, the secondary language that I'm learning. Like I use the word tardy, for instance, which means later, and Italian. But tar means late um, in French. The, the tardy part, the D part, is not... Um, sound sounded out um, at all and to be honest I definitely understand why you know um, because in French if it's not if the consonant doesn't have an E at the end like demand M-O-N-D um, or Le Monde um, which means the world um, in French, well, you would not, if it didn't have an E at the end, you wouldn't sound the D. It would be Le Mans. And the D would not be pronounced. So, um, I kind of like this approach because it's something different and I haven't tried it before, but I've... um, talked about this with some friends of mine um, who have done it. So let's say you want to learn Japanese and you want to learn Italian. So you learned Italian 
and the Japanese is what you want to learn, then you'll use an Italian course that teaches Japanese, but you're learning it through um, Italian. And, you know, it could be vice versa. And, you know, you take two opposite languages that have nothing to do with each other and you're able to learn that target language with it. And there are a lot of books. Um, I'm not affiliated with Aussie Mail at all, which is a French language company that has been around for over 100 years. Um, and most of their courses are in French. Um, it's it's kind of an awesome course to use. I've only used the digital course through Memorize for Russian because it was on the um, actual site, so I downloaded it. And it was awesome to learn. So I would say to those um, people who want to learn, um, you know, through laddering, you might want to use Ossimail because they do have um, a lot of different languages that you can learn through French or English. It just depends. A lot of it might be more French than English. And... um, it's it's a great way to be able to learn a language, another language, laddering um through the through the target language that you had already learned. So, I mean, and it's kind of cool that way. Um I know a lot of people that do it and that have done it and they really enjoy it. Um I will have to say that right now I'm preparing myself for the OPI, the oral proficiency interview. Um, that I'm going to be taking through Language Testing International um, over the phone. Um, I decided to use the end of September as my day to um, take the test. So I'm going to give myself 60 days to brush up on my Russian. I haven't spoken it in a while. But I'm quite happy with the fact that um, I'm going to take a speaking um exam to see where my speaking is in Russian. I haven't spoken in a, in a little while. So I'm going to be finding people to speak with and hitting up old friends to see if they want to speak with me and get me to speak certain topics. And um, I might actually even think about um, contacting Italki and seeing if I can get someone that I can pay uh, a couple times through the month to be able to um, speak um, some Russian and get my Russian up to speed. Um, that is a goal that I've been wanting to obtain was to get my proficiency level to um, B2. Um, I knew I was at C1 probably about three years ago, but I know I'm going to be practicing every single day while teaching my students and um doing a lot of listening in Russian because I want to get that down. And I think by um, next year, I also want to do two other speaking um, proficiency interviews, one for Italian and one for French. And then um, that's something that I want to have under my belt to say I speak these languages and, you know, just to have it for professional reasons, if anything else. You know, because I always get people who want to know what my proficiency level, which I mean, that's something that's personal to me, but I shouldn't have to, you know, pull that out every time. 
Um, and I think a lot of it's because, you know, some people, they just, you know, they don't know. And I said, well, you know, for me personally, it's something that I want to do for myself as a goal, not so much for teaching purposes. Um, but I do get people who, you know, they just want to know how, how proficient I am. And I said, well, the, what I'm proficient at, you know, is for my own reasons is not, you know, I'm not teaching at university. I'm, I'm doing private lessons. And, um, you know, those are paid lessons, which, you know, isn't bad. Um, you know, I get to utilize the languages that I enjoy and I get to find out from my students what they like. And, you know, they like for me to get them off the ground so they would be able to speak comfortably and understand what is being spoken to them by a native speaker or if they're listening to a recording or a podcast or some music or a movie. And in this way, you know, evidently they know it's going to take longer than three to six months, but they're going to be able to, you know, speak a language that they're passionate about. You know, a lot of people say, well, you should learn Spanish because you live in this part of the country. And But if that's not the language you want to learn, um, you should be able to learn whatever language that, you know, your heart desires and not be pressured by other people to learn something that may or may not be useful to you. You know, and if you're forced to learn something, trust me, it's not going to always be the greatest learning experience you're just putting yourself through a lot of attention and misery learning a language that you're not comfortable with and I I know what that's like because I learned Spanish 20 years ago and it was hell um because I wanted to learn Japanese or French or Italian or Russian or Arabic and I didn't have those courses at my disposal to learn so I didn't have a choice I had to take Spanish now, I mean, I love it for, like, the music and the cultural, you know, but I'm not, I'm, don't ask me to speak because I don't like speaking it. You know, I like other elements of the culture. I just, you know, it's not the language that I like to speak, even though I'm good at it. Um, but just because one is good at something doesn't mean they have to do it. And I always, um, you know, let my students know, don't let someone force you to speak a language you're not comfortable with. If you don't want to speak it, you don't have to. You know, find a language that you want to learn and don't worry about other people because it's your life. And, you know, the sky's the limit when it comes to languages. There's over 7,000. Take your pick. <laughs> but make sure you have the resources to be able to learn the language, whether it's visual, audio, or any other way that you're trying to learn it. Um, but I will say, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to be taking this oral proficiency exam. And I'm going to rock it. And I know that it's going to be the greatest experience for me. I'm going to be quite nervous. But I'm going to prepare myself in the next two months. You know, so 60 days from now. I'm going to be taking this exam, and I'm quite happy about it. So if I set my date for October 1st, um, and I'm going to put that out here now, then I'm going to set my date for October 1st for me to take my oral proficiency interview over the phone. And it's $145, by the way. Um, and you can do it 
on the computer. It is accessible with um, voiceover if you're doing it via the computer, which is $108 to do it via the computer. But if you're doing it with a person, then it's $145. But I don't mind paying the $145 because it's something that is important to me. And um, I plan on, you know, Russian was the first language that I learned um, independently. And I want, I want that speaking certification for myself, you know, and I mean, I'm not going to feel bad if it's not as high as it was before, because it's been a minute since I spoke, but I don't mind. I don't mind working every single day to get to that point. And when I do, I will let everybody know what my results are afterwards. And, um, you know, just, I would say, do what you have to do in order to be successful at whatever language. So if you want to do a proficiency speaking test, go for it. Set, I mean, these are the types of goals you want to set for yourself. Okay, I want to do this. I want to be able to cook a meal in Italian, or I want to be able to cook a dessert in French, or I want to be able to write a screenplay by the end of the year in Russian. Go for it. Start practicing now. <laughs> Start writing or cooking or looking up the words, the vocabulary words for your measurements and your degrees and learning your numbers and your, you know, um, Fahrenheit and, and, you know, a teaspoon and a tablespoon and a gram and a kilogram and an ounce and, you know, okay, Fahrenheit and Celsius and, you know, just make sure you learn all that so you will be able to cook you know, in the target language, you know, watch as many cooking shows in the target language. This way you're going to be able to really um, increase your vocabulary because you're using uh, another tool to be able to um, learn from. So when you're cooking, you, you can think in Italian or French or Russian or whatever language it is that you want to learn. And and once you start doing that and joining cooking clubs on Facebook in the target language, oh my God, it is such a breath of fresh air because you get to learn more about the culture and the people as a result of it. And I've done just that with Lebanese um, Arabic and Egyptian Arabic. And I plan on doing that in Italian, joining an Italian um, cooking group in Italian and a French one in French. You know, just because I want to cook in those languages as well. And, you know, when you want to do something like cook in a language, that says something by itself. And that gives you the fuel and the motivation to continue learning the language because you're putting the language into practice. You're mirroring your own life by using the same tools that you would use in English or whatever language is your first language in your target languages. And th that's a great thing to see happen. And I will always encourage people to try those types of techniques just because you really get a lot out of it. You learn about someone else's culture, how they eat, what spices they use, what oils they use, what sugars, flowers, all kinds of stuff. And that way, you know, you can go and share this culinary piece of art with somebody else and honestly I, I think that's an amazing 
feet when you can do something like that. Um, make a meal from another country and talk about it in the language. You know, oh, that's just so wonderful. And my friend and I are going to make Pascoltis, um during the Labor Day weekend when she comes to visit me. So, you know, right now I'm just teaching the, you know, the languages I'm teaching, German and Italian and French right now. And I have about four students, um, three women, one man. And um, then, you know, the youngest is 25 and the oldest is in their 50s. And it's kind of a cool thing. And um, three of them are visually impaired and one of them is learning disabled. And they're doing very well, actually. And I'm quite proud of all of them. Um, But I will say, it's an amazing thing because uh, one of them learned a language when they were younger. And then the other three have never learned a language before a day in their life. And this is the first time for them to do that. And so I'm quite proud of their successes and how they've been able to pick up Italian and German and French very well with great ease and they're very passionate about learning it and wanting to master it in regards to speaking and understanding, which is great. But I will say once I start speaking Russian again, I will be able to, you know, do the interview, um, to the best of my ability. And I will keep you guys updated on what that process is like for me. You know, um, it, I'm really nervous on one end, but I'm really excited on the other end because, you know, it says a lot right there. And, you know, I, I'm just, I'm going to rock it and I know I will. And, you know, this way I'm holding myself accountable for my own um, relearning of, you know, Russian. I mean, I know it, but I just haven't spoken it in a while and I just want to brush it up to get back to the C1 level that I was at and keep it up. And, um, you know, I'm going to be watching a lot of my favorite Andrea Zayev, um, um, Jensev, um, um, movies in Russian. And, you know, I'm going to be listening to a lot of news in Russian and podcasts in Russian just to get my Russian back up and review some words and a few things and, you know, once you leave a language for a minute, you don't ever forget it, but you do wind up um, lear- learning more vocabulary and phrases that you didn't know before. And um, that that says volumes because I haven't really spoken it in about two years. I did have this chance to speak it over the phone recently with one of my former elementary school teachers, um, brothers who speaks fluent Russian, Mandarin, Chinese, Arabic. Hindi, French, Italian, and Spanish. So, you know, I'm like, he's highly proficient in all of those languages. And um, he retired working from the government. So, yeah, it, it, it it's amazing to, you know, speak with someone that likes Russian just as much. So, yeah, I mean, this is something that I'm going to be really focused on for the next 60 days. And I will let you guys know. And if you guys want to check out more information about language 
um, Testing International. You can go to LTI.com. And you will be able to find out more information. Um, They're on the East Coast in New York. Eastern Standard Time. So I will put the information in the show notes. Remember, language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. And if you want to try this or you have questions and you want more, you know, um, information, you know, send me an instant message on Chanel Patrice Hancock at Facebook, an instant message, or you can do a voicemail message at Chanel's Language Learning Journey um, at Anchor. And I will be able to um, respond back in an episode with an answer to your question. Or just send you an answer back um, in an audio message. So, um, Spice of Abashaya Sim, E. Yahachu, Uvidete, Oichin Skora, Maye, Druzami. Paka Paka!